Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. And of course, you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be talking about using Gutenberg, the new block editor in WordPress, to empower content strategies with customers of your freelancer agency business. And in order to, or in, uh, joining us in that conversation is actually uh, Mr. Travis McGashin and Jessica McDaniel of Glide Design. Travis and Jessica, welcome to Press This. Well, thank you for having us. We're just excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you as well, Jessica, for joining us today. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, really what we're going to talk about here today with Travis and Jessica is really their ideas and, and frankly experiences in using the block editor in WordPress um, to empower those client or customer content strategies. In other words, as a freelancer agency, what, what is their, how do they view their job or how might you view your job in terms of what you're building for your customers and why? Um, before we kick that off, though, Travis, I know you've been on an episode of Press This in the past. So I'm not going to ask you this question. I'm going straight to Jessica on this one because she's new to Press This. Uh, but Jessica, what is your WordPress origin story? What was the first time you used WordPress? I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that the first time I used WordPress was actually when Travis hired me at Glide. Um, the agency I worked at before that used this really outdated CMS 
Um, so it was about three years ago when I when I got hired on here. All right, all right. Exciting times. A lot happening since you joined Word or since you first used WordPress three years ago, uh, especially with the release of Gutenberg last year. Um, so, Travis, I guess real quickly, could you tell us what Glide Design is? Like, what kind of agency? What kind of customers do you serve? Sure. Yeah. So, Glide, you know, we're a values-based digital creative agency, which is a little bit of a mouthful, but it just means that. You know, we are, uh, you know, we're passionate about working with people that really align with our core values and, and really allows us to do meaningful work. And our primary audiences that we serve are startups, nonprofits, and niche or industry leading brands, which I guess everyone could say they want more of those. Um, and, you know, really at, at, the, at the, the crux of it is we are passionate about beautiful Beautiful design, human-centered, uh, data-driven, and ultimately growth-oriented. And so, you know, while uh, at the at the front end, form follows function, we 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 do focus on kind of timeless academic principles related to things like less is more. I think really our goal is to work with our clients and help them grow. Right, and I'm sure content plays a big role in that, of course, as it does for many agencies. Um, so I'm curious, you know, like I, I talk on Gutenberg quite frequently and I ask people from the audience, like, raise your hand if you use Gutenberg in production. I remember when I first started that a year ago, a little more than a year ago, it was like one person in the room would raise their hand. And now it's almost the whole room, um, at least in certain types of audiences. Um, but I'm curious with, with you all, how with Glide in particular, how long have you been using Gutenberg uh, on production websites for your customers? Sure. So we, you know, the, the rumblings of Gutenberg have been coming for a long time. It was in beta for many, you know, for a number of years. It was, a, a, you know, something that you could test out and, and interact with. Um, it was, re, you know, released to the public and the general public kind of at the end of 2018, early 2019. And, and honestly, that's kind of when we started seeing this meteor, right, coming. And we just realized that it was something that we had to embrace. And so as a team, we're a little bit anxious because we realized it was one of those top-down changes, right? When you have a solution that's going to affect how you make design decisions, how you make content decisions, and how you execute in development. And so uh, our first project for Gutenberg was in early January. That project went live in May uh, of, of the same year. So um, uh, and it was one of those things where it was almost a manifestation of a dream of mine to see a client site built in this new platform. Uh, one of our first clients, uh, to implement this, uh, we had retail me nots real deal, and we were able to empower their content marketing team with this next generation content editor. And it was just a great experience. And, and it was really neat. And in a following project for a client where, uh, you know, we came back to their site 30 days later and they had completely reconfigured their homepage without us touching their site on a major high value, you know, high tra traffic production site um, to be able to do that in the CMS without going through development changes and through staging servers. Um, it was, I don't know, it was kind of mind blowing. It was awesome. So Jessica, as all this is rolling out and I know you work with customers, uh, maybe closer aligned to their content strategy. Like, was this something like you were like excited about or you're like apprehensive? Like what, where, where did you fall on the spectrum as Glide started to adopt Gutenberg for production? Honestly, probably a little of both. Um, I was excited to be able to try it out obviously and then experiment with the flexibility that Gutenberg offers. Um, 
you know, for so long we're locked into these layouts that we couldn't really control without asking the developer for help. Um, so I was excited to be able to play around with all the options. And I still am as, as new stuff comes out. Um, I like to test different blocks and, and see what I can create by myself without needing to learn how to code anything. Yeah, I think that power is, uh, at least for me, key to the value of Gutenberg, that kind of freeing the content creator. So I guess for either of you, um, but how, how did, you know, using Gutenberg change how you thought about building a site for a customer? Maybe did it like change the way you did it, the way you approached it from the very beginning? Did you just like string it all up at the end to make it easier for the content uh, creators to edit? Like how, how did that change the way you thought of building websites? So before um, we started using Gutenberg, we were mainly using ACF, um, which like I was saying, in most cases left us with a pretty strict layout. Um, sometimes we were able to use flexible content sections, which helped a lot, but still kept us pretty locked in. Um, so during the design phase, we were always strategically thinking about page layouts that could accommodate future growth but and we're still stuck with those layouts unless we went to the developer to help us change things up. Um, so when we started using Gutenberg, we really had to kind of change the way we were thinking during design. Um, we still lay out the most important pages of a site and capture global styles, page flows, um, important UX choices. But in addition to that, we've started creating something that we call a modular toolkit page. And this design showcases all types of custom blocks that we're going to be creating. And it's the design that I spend the most time with um, as a content strategist. And we design blocks that are more standard and can be used repeatedly across the site, like text along site images or buttons or FAQ dropdowns. Um, but we also to design totally custom blocks that have specific function or that fit a unique piece of content like a pricing calculator or an app preview block. Um, and because the toolkit page isn't a design for a specific page, but rather a bank of elements to be used across an entire website, that's when we really get into content first thinking. Um, overall, Gutenberg has changed, um, has challenged us to be more innovative and kind of freeing us up from those restrictive layouts so we can be more forward thinking in our design and and designed with growth in mind. Yeah, I think that was a common kind of playbook for a lot of agencies and freelancers, as you described it pre-Gutenberg, this notion of essentially custom post types with custom metadata that's very, um, maybe somewhat flexible, especially when coupled with tools like ACF, but really gets you into this kind of modularized rinse and repeat approach to creating content, which is nice and I suppose efficient, um, but doesn't really provide a lot of power to the content team. Um, so it seems like for you all, this was a, a, a true shift in thinking about how you're building sites just to begin with. What do you mean by content first? Like, how did that influence this way of building? You know, one of the things that I think about, you know, I've always challenged the, the, the team, the UX team, is to be more involved in the, the, the content first approach, where a lot of times I feel like that from a web design standpoint, you're kind of, coming in from the perspective of what does it look like? And it, I think that obviously it's always great to kind of think about the information architecture um, and the, the page layouts and, and the navigation, things like that. But, but content first is really thinking about 
how will this get executed into the web? And you know, ultimately, if you're using WordPress as your content management system, you are somewhat restricted to: is this going to be mapped into page templates? Is this, you know, is this going to be mapped into, you know, back in those days, ACF and flexible sections? So this allows us to kind of really think about at the highest level: how can we create a site that will be usable by the client? So I almost think like content first and 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 advocacy for the client to take ownership and continue to create great content and new pages is almost hand in hand um, because it does require an element of, of pre-thinking to, to, to be able to create all of the blocks that are necessary. So kind of almost to think ahead for the client um, so that when you hand them the site, they have everything they need now, but in the future as well. So, yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen next, right? Like, I'm yeah. guessing on some level, like you're getting an idea of the customer's content strategy that might inform the kinds of things you're going to make. But really, Gutenberg's flexibility is around being able to adapt and, and change your approach. Um, exactly. So, like, do you like have just like your bank of standard blocks that might be used in certain situations that you might leverage with a customer, like in addition to highly specific and custom blocks, like a blend of that? Um, how do you think about that kind of block arsenal you might be creating for a customer? So it, it's a blend. We have, um, like I said, we have some some standardized blocks that that we design and style that the client will then be able to use anywhere that they want to use them. Um, things like you know buttons or or um, accordion drop downs, things that we know most clients are going to use on their website. And then based on a content audit and all the planning that we do, we're able to look at new pages or potential new types of uh, content that the client has expressed that they wanted. And we can design original custom, like truly custom blocks for them. Um, like I said, like we did a pricing calculator for one of our clients and then um, another was had a, uh, had an app. So we had this custom app preview block that we did for them. Um, I love it. I love it. And I think this is really interesting to think about, like really kind of digging deep, not just on the needs today, but on the needs in the future and how you might uh, approach this kind of block-based approach for building. I do have more questions. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm 
WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Denticott, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Cutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pinckney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Well, everyone, and welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm in the middle of interviewing Travis McAshen and Jessica McDaniel of Glide Design here in Austin, Texas, locals for me anyways. Yeah. Um, right before the break, uh, Jessica, you were sharing a little bit about this notion of kind of trying to identify um, the content needs of a customer sometimes is very c- clear, right? We're going to have an about us page or a comparison page or something. And those content pieces are very particular, but it's, how do you get your head around like the future content? You don't even know what they're going to make. I'm guessing like in order to drive different results for clients, you have to drive different things that you don't even know what they are yet. Like how do you plan for a future? You don't actually know what the answer is. I think a lot of it just comes from all of our planning. We do a ton of research up front. Um, we deep dive into analytics. We do competitive research and collect user data. Um, and, the, and then, you know, all of that informs the site architecture. So from that, from all that we get from planning, we're able to kind of zero in on the content strategy to identify block types. Um, and start by doing a comprehensive audit of a site current content to determine the blocks that we're going to need um, for stuff that we're keeping. And then from there, we go a step further and we'll use all of that planning data to determine new blocks that need to be created for any new pages or any new elements that, that we discovered along the way. And then after all of that's done, we take some time and we go back and we look at all the data and think on things that we could create for the client to give them some delight that maybe they're not ready to use yet, or they're not ready to use it at launch, but they could potentially use it when their company gets a little bit bigger. Um, one example comes to mind would be like, if 
if they have some partner logos on their current site that that they're just displaying statically and in the future they might want to help boost up their SEO by having detail pages for those partners we could go ahead and create stuff for them to to expand on those partner relationships later on but they might not use it when we launch the website initially you know i completely agree i mean you know i think it also extends even before we get to the content strategy which is just in the deep needs analysis we do an exercise at the beginning of a project we call framer in chief where we ask the client uh, and the key stakeholders and the project owners just very basic questions you know what are your you know, what are your desired outcomes? You know, what are your hopeful goals? Uh, what are your must-haves and your must-dos for this new site? And, you know, what are your biggest concerns for the future? And, you know, what are your biggest hopes? And we take all of this information along with organizational objectives and then the marketing goals and then how it diffuses down to the website. And so I think that when you look at the big picture like that, it also kind of helps paint a picture. What The website is a component of a marketing strategy. The marketing strategy is a component of the organizational uh, goals for the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. And so I think that also allows us to make sure that we're not painting the client to a corner. It might be that it's a startup and they're launching a new site. They only need a three to five page site, but we could build uh, a bunch of really excellent blocks that could be used for some pretty cool uh, landing pages. And, uh, you know, I think that that's something that we always have to take into consideration, you know, when we're building the site. So, yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, it's interesting. I think like as I work with either internal teams here at WP Engine or just earlier in my career, you know, we have content creators that are like, oh, I need to have this new idea. I want to change this outcome on this funnel or this, you know, AdWords traffic or whatever it was. And they would repeat the same formula from before and just change it up a little bit. I'm going to stick the keyword in the title. I'm going to make some modifications to the image and Really, the point I would make in these situations is if you want fundamentally different outcomes, you need to try fundamentally different approaches. But with modularized pages where we're just changing the content within pieces of meta fields, um, you're really not fundamentally changing the message. You're just repeating the same formula over and over and over again. It sounds like you guys are kind of embracing this notion of fluidity in ideas and in, in the digital sense with Gutenberg. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah, you know, and, and one of the things that we do in, in all of our different disciplines is to just think about this like a toolkit. And you're almost painting the client's needs from a marketing perspective, whether it's content or design or just the overall user experience. And I mean, even challenging the design team to really think about the palette that they have available to them. And it's not about, you know, pixels or, you know, these days sketch, you know, and vector, uh, but you know, how does the overall user experience empower uh, what we call a delightful digital experience? And, you know, when you when you kind of unshackle your mind from uh, what, whatever particular discipline you're in, whether you're a designer or you're a content strategist or a developer, I think it allows us all to kind of empower each other to give the client as much freedom and flexibility as possible. And I think we have just been thrilled with how clients have used Gutenberg and, I think it really allows us to give them a solution that is, it's not necessarily future-proof, right? Because technology is always changing, but it's definitely, uh, it definitely uh, takes the burden off of us in terms of having to, uh, you know, constantly react to, to you know, to, to changing static pages and static sections and things like that. So I've got a question for Jessica on this front. Jessica, when I first participated in rolling out these types of uh, 
build approaches with teams I worked with. Um, some people gave me pushback. They were like, my job is not to edit a web page or not to make a web page. I'm content. Um, and I think those uh, views have evolved for certain groups of people over time, particularly content creators. Do you get pushback from the customers? Like, my job's not to, or content creators, like, my job's not to make a web page. I just, need, I just write the content. Like, have you seen, has it been pretty easy for them to adopt? Um, I have not heard anybody say anything like that to me yet. Um, <laughs> Let's it, try it, more. You'll, you'll hear it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so far, everybody's been, you know, thrilled with, with the flexibility that they get using Gutenberg. Um, it, it is a little bit different than, you know, the older WordPress version, but um, but it's easy to catch on. And so far, everybody's picked on picked up on it pretty quickly. So. So now I want to talk about this because this came up a lot when WordPress was being introduced and um, everybody was worried that designers and developers would be out of jobs. I haven't seen that happen. I think we're pretty good there. Um, but, but how did this affect your, you know, your, your, your billing? Like as an agency or freelancer, I got to imagine you're, you're a little worried that you know, if I empower my clients too much, they're not going to need me as much. I'm not going to be able to um, you know, generate enough revenue per client. Um, you know, obviously they're probably happy in this scenario just in general, but like, did it, did it reduce the need of clients to leverage the expertise that you provide? Did it increase it? Like how did it affect generally your business? You know, that's something that it's interesting because there's so many different ways to answer that. So I'll try to be succinct, but you know, I think we're, our passion is to create beautiful things and to do meaningful work. And, you know, we're doing our most meaningful work when we're giving our clients their best chance for success. And so I feel like, I mean, at its essence, um, we're delivering better value. So first of all, that just helps me feel good about the work we're doing, you know, at, at, a high, at the highest level. But I think, um, you know, from a billing standpoint, just tactically speaking, I mean, there's a chance that they're not coming back to us with the nitpicks and the little things. Um, but to be honest, that's not work that we were like super desiring to do anyways. And, um, we would much rather be helping them think about their strategies and coming up with new ways to convey, you know, their ideas to their clients. And, and so I think if anything, it frees up creativity, it frees up and empowers the marketing teams to be thinking about, um, bigger and better initiatives. You know, one example, just, uh, you know, tangibly speaking is just, you know, you're not spending so much time fussing with, uh, you know, the, 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 the classic editor, right. You know, you can create that content and, and, and really now you're thinking about, you know, what type of message do I want to say and what's the best, you know, what's the best blocks that will allow me to, to, to kind of get that through on the site versus, Oh, I got to, you know, submit a support request. And, um, and I feel ultimately, uh, you know, when we're delivering that value, we're going to, it's just going to help us in the end, you know, so whether that billing goes down, you know, in, a, in the short term, in the long term, I know it will be a benefit. Uh, it's good to hear. Um, you know, I think internally here at WP Engine, we adopted approaches like this a little over a year ago. We ended up growing our dev team, not shrinking it, even though we had much less need for help on individual landing pages. Um, mm-hmm. I, I the, dev, the devs don't like those pages anyways. I call them soul-crushing yeah. landing page tickets. They want to do innovative <laughs> stuff. And yes, so, yes, uh, exactly. And so we ended up um, nearly doubling that team because they were doing more valuable work than what they had done in the past when we were you know, grinding out three weeks to make one new web page design with you know, iterations and recoding and all that other kind of stuff. I got some more questions here. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm in the middle of my interview with Travis McAshen and Jessica McDaniel of Glide Design, talking about empowering client content strategies with Gutenberg, the new block editor in WordPress. Uh, Travis, right before the break, you were sharing a little bit about how, um, you know, empowering clients delivered more value to them, gave them more flexibility, ultimately allowed your team to focus on doing more valuable work for your clients. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, Jessica, do you, do you feel that same thing when you engage with clients on their content strategy level? I mean, do you feel like they feel empowered? And that they're coming up with like ideas they wouldn't have come up with before because they're not obsessing over getting dev help on every little landing page? Uh, definitely. Um, I've even had a few clients that basically were throwing kind of wish list layouts for pages that were that we had originally marked as toolkit pages. So they, they we didn't lay them out for them in design, but they threw these layouts that they wanted it to look like. Um, because we could create it for them using the blocks that we had already customized for them. Um, so it, it definitely empowers them to, to be creative with their, their own content. So a lot of this podcast, we've really focused on this notion of content-oriented blocks. But what about functionality? Um, you talked a little bit about a price comparison block. Help me understand what that thing does. Um, it was it, it was a price a price calculator block and um and it basically lets the visitor put in how many um, clients they had and then how many um, 
I think it was invoices that they process a month and it calculated, um, it calculated the hours saved or something saved. like that. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. Time saved and cost saved. So, so that was definitely a unique one that we had to, um, you know, come up with a, with an equation and, and, and all of that. But Interactive just, elements. Yeah. And, yeah. and the nice thing about it was it was on, you know, we put that on the homepage for that particular client, but now as they go out and they've already created multiple landing pages for different ad campaigns, they can pull that functional block. That's an interactive app, you know, into any, any page they want. It's not like a dev request anymore. It's just this very simple thing and they can change the numbers and change the calculations. It's yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's interesting. So they can actually change the math behind it there, uh, perhaps as the content creator, assuming that's within their uh, sphere of uh, expertise. Mm -hmm. But um, it's really interesting because I think you know a lot of people just think of it, like the block editor as this design and content tool. Um, but I think it's a, a really neat way to scale innovation. You know, I think in the past, a lot of agencies and freelancers, of course, would just make a little widget or something. Uh, that contained uh, the embedding via shortcode or whatever, but contained that little bit of functionality, but left very little ability for people to drop that in in an intuitive way into a page. And it sounds like with the cost calculator block y'all built, um, that you're kind of empowering that content creator, not just with the design and content tool, but also the ability to deliver functionality to um, visitors of a particular web page. I know at WP Engine, we've leveraged that a lot with our block-based approach. Um, in our case, we would use, say, blocks on our plans page, which includes our pricing grid. And we would add little features to the pricing grid, like the ability to modify the price if the customer had a coupon or um, the ability to select a plan maybe that was recommended that might be used in a different context somewhere else. So even though this component or block lived on the plans page and end up having functionality added to it over time, um, the people in the, say, demand gen team running AdWords ads, the affiliate team were like, I could use that thing on this landing page in this context. And yes. it was more than just design. It was more than style. It was actually the functionality of all that and inheriting it in one go. Um, is that what you also are seeing in terms of like opportunities with Gutenberg? Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that's one of the, the it's, it's kind of a, it always been a dream of mine. It's like when you, in the old five page website and, you know, one page would have a block and, uh, you know, for the team list and another page would have a block for a services module or whatever. And, you know, all these, or the contact page would have a really cool maps block. And, but those were locked into these particular specific templates and they weren't accessible to any other page on the site. Anyway, Long story short, having the ability to have all of those just accessible anywhere in the site, anytime, on any page, at any point in the page, it's just been, you know, to me, really empowering for the clients. Awesome. Last questions for you, Jessica. If people could only remember one thing from today's podcast, what would it be? Um, I would say that Gutenberg empowers the users to be the real owners of their content and frees up budgets and staff to make real improvements to their website. Um, I love that. Fantastic. We'll make a t-shirt out of that. Thank you so much, <laughs> Travis and Jessica, for joining the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. If you'd like to learn more about what Travis and Jessica are up to, you can visit glidedesign.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.